0: Hello! So, today, I thought it'd be fun to just do a short, and I mean very short, little devotional-type episode. I thought it would be interesting to do little daily devotionals throughout Advent, because why not? I got inspired by um, the Messy Masterpiece, with Tori and Chad. It's this podcast series I started listening to. And they're they're really short episodes that come out daily where they just kind of pick a Bible verse or a topic and they kind of expand on it and pray on it and whatnot. To keep in mind that they this married couple, they are you know, they're Protestant, so they are more Protestant minded than Catholic minded and When I am seeking to grow deeper in my faith, I usually turn to Catholic resources, especially from, you know, the lives of the saints, um, you know, writings from church fathers, etc. So this is definitely more of a, we're just going to kind of touch the surface, more simple minded thing, but it's also, I think, so beautiful to think that even though Protestants you know, I mean, we're both, we're, Protestants and Catholics, we're, we're Christians, and we're very, but we're very different-minded Christians, and I do think it's really interesting to see, you know, their reflections, and kind of, because I feel like you can still apply it, because we have the Bible, too. The Bible was, in fact, the Catholic churches before it was even the Protestants, right? We know that, because... Um, We had the Protestant Reformation, which is really when things started to get shaky. So, I mean, we still have sacred scripture. In fact, we even have seven books that the Protestants don't have. So, I still think it's really important to read your Bible. God says that. Um, You know, when he's talking about putting on, there's that passage in the Bible where he's talking about putting on the armor of Christ and one of the things one of our weapons is sacred scripture it literally says that so knowing god's word is very important in delving into it and finding him there is is very important i think a lot of catholics tend to kind of push that to the side because you know we we get our readings at church some of us do daily readings and things and um we don't feel inclined to memorize because that's really what the Protestants do. They memorize verses and they use it as a form of, um, of like, of preaching and sharing the gospel, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we should do that too. There were saints who did that, um, especially, you know, doctors of the church because they, They were they were writing about stuff like that, so they were very knowledgeable individuals. So there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that there is there is a difference in how we approach sacred scripture, and um, you know, there's this Catholic form of prayer, which you know maybe Protestants know about it. I'm not sure, but it's called Lectio Divina, and I've talked about that where you read a passage and you'll just kind of get a general idea of what the passage is trying to state. And then after that, you will dive into it deeper and see if there's anything that stands out to you. And then you'll kind of reflect on that. Obviously, look up Lexio Divina. Um, I believe that Father Mike Schmitz has a video about it on YouTube. Go and just kind of have somebody, preferably someone that is like a priest or whatever, dive into the topic because I... Again, I'm talking about how I want to keep this episode short. I just want it to be something quick that you guys can listen to maybe whenever you are like getting ready in the morning or whatever it may be. So I want to keep it really short and sweet. Just kind of wanted to give a little bit, in, a little bit of an introduction, kind of what gave me inspiration for that. And I, as I mentioned in my last episode, I started watching Tori and Chad Master's um, YouTube channel. And man, I'm telling you, God literally put their videos in my feed when I needed them. And I know that probably sounds really stupid and probably, like, unrealistic, but I'm telling you, like, their videos came into my feed for a reason, and when I stumbled upon their podcast series as well, where I was just devotional, short daily devotionals, I thought that was really smart, something that I could be doing throughout Advent to share something with you guys, because I think when I'm thinking about, like, what I need to do for Advent, I'm kind of like, I just want to become a hermit. It is very, for me, when I'm trying to focus on my spiritual life, I seriously want to, like, become a hermit. And I don't know why. I seriously do not know why. I feel like there, there is a point where that's okay and that's healthy, and there's a, there's a comes a point where I'm, like, just trying to escape from the world and my problems and saying, like, this is a spiritual exercise. <laughs> so again like i think god wants us to to share the good news i mean i've been studying the prophets in my theology class at the moment and talk about people who were just not afraid of speaking up and just dedicating their whole entire lives to god and they were doing it years before they could ever see the coming of christ so i just think think about that like we have proof that Christ stepped you know on our earth that he walked here and that he you know he he preached all the things okay we know that Jesus came here and that alone like as a catholic could just help you feel like this sense of like peace just knowing that the gates of heaven are open Because we weren't living pre-Christ. But think about just how, like, I guess like how, not difficult. Because obviously God gave them the grace and strength that they needed. But man, they were just preaching without ever knowing when the time would come knowing that they wouldn't even get to see that day. How inspiring is that? You know, we, we should be doing the same thing, but even more so now that we are able to have the Mass, like the Mass has been instituted now. but Back then, Jesus hadn't come. He, he still wasn't, you know, brought into the world. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't born as fully human, fully divine yet. So the Mass wasn't instituted. There was a lot of prophesying for the Mass. A lot of things that kind of alluded to the Mass. There was a lot of symbolism, as we can see. Like, because the Old Testament, you know, was fulfilled by the New Testament. It doesn't replace it. It's fulfilled by it. Um, I do think that it's just, it is really important, you know, that we know our faith, that we stand up for our faith, we stand up for what we believe in. And I find that maybe this is my way of doing something simple to spread the truth with love. Because I always have like a lot of thoughts and reflections, and I tend to just like keep them in a in a journal or keep them in prayer or sometimes tell a few people here and there in a conversation if it comes up. But I do think it is, it is really beautiful that God gives us. The gift of, of just speech because, I'm able to come on here and to express some thoughts and some reflections, and possibly help you dive deeper into sacred scripture or all the things because this is kind of like we're walking on this journey together. No one should walk on the path towards heaven alone. It would be lonely, right? And so we have to walk with others. We have to be with others because when one person falls down, we help carry their load until they get and we, and we, and we and then that person can do the same for us. So there's just something so beautiful about realizing that we're a team. Um, like as a, as a part of the Catholic Church, you know, we are a team. As Christians, we are a team um, because we're children of God. And even if you don't believe in God, even if you're not a Christian, you're still a child of God. We're still all connected because we are all um, brought into this world by God. So, I just kind of wanted to lay that out there. That was just basically kind of an introductory to the whole thing. My episode is going to be... My next episode will be much shorter because I won't have to be explaining kind of the purpose behind this, why I want to do this, and whatnot. So, there's that. Just kind of wanted to throw that out there. Just some thoughts because I was like, what what are some other things that I could be doing during Advent to keep myself on track and I think having something to keep me accountable of just you know something like this where it forces me to to share my thoughts and my reflections and all the things um, and use it kind of as a form of prayer and as a form of giving back to to society in a way so that's just kind of my introduction, um, I'm sorry if that was longer than I had intended, but, again, go check out Tori and Chad Master's YouTube channel, they have a series on, like, single, being, like, embracing your singleness, um, they have a singleness series, they have, um, there's this wonderful video that I watched, and it was, like, talking about how, it was a two-parter. I watched part two because the part one is ma- is intended for people who are in relationships and part two is intended for people who are single. But they were like, but if you are in a relationship, you should still watch this because this is important. And they talked about how this could apply not only to being in a romantic relationship, but platonic relationships, so friendships, um, even like, you know, your relationship with family and whatnot. Sorry guys, someone called me, some random number and it cut me off. Um, but this is might be something that I can expand on in like an actual like episode not right now, but they were talking about how how we should prepare ourselves in those seasons of singleness and not only that, but also how we can be the best version of ourselves how we can embrace the person that God made us to be and how we can serve others to our fullest so I just thought that was just a very insightful you know it wasn't necessarily an episode it was like it was kind of an episode because it was about 20 minutes long so just kind of think of it like as a tv show like a standard television episode but um yeah just watched part 2 of that i think it was talking about boundaries that was the topic boundaries and it was talking about like, singleness so if you look up that in their title you could probably find it if those are things that you find that you you want to learn a little bit more about because i think it's very helpful to hear someone else's perspective and someone else's experience with something cuz more often than not you're not alone And there's always so, so many, like, insightful things out there. So just kind of throwing that out there if you guys kind of want a helpful resource or two because there's the podcast with their devotionals that are about maybe, like, five to ten minutes long. So definitely doable. Okay, so there's that. And today, for, like, for today's topic... I thought to just go into something really simple and sweet and we're just going to talk about hope because the, the candle that was lit at mass or the candle you've been lighting on your kitchen table or wherever you have your advent wreath, if you have one, the first candle that we light represents hope, kind of symbolizes that. So... Let's talk hope. Hope. Man, I feel like when you think of hope, you think of like those really dark times in your life and those moments where you felt that God brought to you this sense of security knowing that it was all going to work out in the end. That's what I think of when I think of hope. But I feel like hope can be something so much more deeper than that, something that We may not even, like, fully be able to wrap our heads around, but hope should be, basically, a sign of surrender. So, I think this was actually a conversation between St. Therese and someone else. I could be wrong, but um, I would have to look back on the resource and the thing my friend sent. But, basically... Or it could have even been a conversation between a person and like their spiritual director. But somebody asked, okay, I want to surrender. You know, I, I know that I can't just say I'm surrendering to God and I'm trusting in Him. So what else do I have to do? Because we know that we can't just talk the talk, you know, or just walk the walk. We have to talk the talk and walk the walk. Meaning we have to say we're going to do something and actually do it. So we can say that we are surrendering to God all we want, but we, but, but, that's not the same as proving it, right? So we have to say that and we have to prove it. And I think when hope comes to mind, I think of surrendering to God because you're hopeful in the fact that He's got everything under control. You have hope that everything's going to work out in the end because it always does. More often than not, how... More often than not, it works out not how we think it's going to work out, if it makes sense. So we, we might have expectations, but those expectations can always be turned around. Like God doesn't always do the unexpected, and that's okay. That, that's just something we have to learn to accept over time. It, it's a part of surrendering. Basically, the person responded by saying, okay, if you want to prove that you are surrendering yourself fully to God and that you're trusting in him, you need to look at every trial that comes in your life with a smile. You have to thank God. So when something horrible comes up, let's say you um, heard some horrible news or let's say you, you lost your job or whatever it was that happened, You have to smile and thank God. Doesn't that sound a little, like, difficult and kind of scary? Like, you wouldn't expect that, but that's what you're supposed to do. But it makes sense. Another person called me. Guys, I'm sorry. But doesn't it make sense? Doesn't it make sense that, like, when you think of surrendering to God and proving that you look at every trial he sends you, With a smile and you thank him. And I'm like, man. That really has gotten me, like, thinking about how surrendering is so much different than what I thought it was. And I think it's been really consoling to to kind of know more of, like, what I should be working on in terms of surrendering to God. But it's not easy. Um, you have to ask for the grace to be able to accept the trials in your life, and not just half heartedly accept them, but fully accept them and and fully appreciate them. Um, and that's going to take a lot of just constant, you know, just repetition because it needs to become a habit, and that's not going to come overnight. But I do feel like when I think of hope, that's what comes to mind is just surrendering and knowing that at the end of the day, you know, what happened happened and that was meant to happen in God's, excuse me, in God's plan for your life. And you can remain hopeful in the fact that he's, he's got it under control. We just have to learn to surrender to him and I think the perfect example of that, like, if you want, like, a real-life person to inspire you, you know, someone that literally looked at, you know, the trials or the temptations and just kind of smiled and and then just embraced it, the first person that comes to mind is actually Mother Teresa for me because... I'm not saying she smiled at the sight of you know people dying in the streets, people that were neglected um she didn't smile at that; it brought a lot of sorrow upon her heart. I think she found joy in the fact that she could surrender these people to God, and that God would provide that God would heal that God would help these people and she was just just kind of like an aid you know it was God who was doing the healing and the saving and the helping she was just someone helping someone on the sideline that was helping but we also know too that she struggled a lot with with believing in God and that he was there Um, and I think when we when we think of the saints, we think that they didn't have any struggles. Um, and there were times where they lacked hope. And I know she did. She lacked hope. She lacked that trust at times because she was sad. She was frustrated because she was like, God, why Why are you allowing this to happen to people? You know, why can't I save everyone? All those things were going through her mind. And she said that, like, you know, even when she felt that God wasn't there, that if she kept trusting, if she kept looking at every trial as a gift from God and just gave that to God, that he would show himself in so many ways, and so many signs. And um, one of the little exercises, so that's my reflection there. I'm going to have like a reflection I'm going to have maybe a quote and then a little exercise you could do. So sounds kind of like a devotional book or whatever. So my, my exercise would be to, to start journaling. So when you are feeling very overwhelmed and are really struggling to surrender a certain situation or person or whatever it is to God write that thing down and write it as a prayer and have it in a journal nearby your bed or just somewhere nearby. And I encourage you to just do that. Just keep on doing that. And over time, if you look back on that journal, you will see that God performed many miracles in your life and you probably didn't even realize it. And the things that you were worrying about then that you thought would never ever resolve end up working out in the end or end up not being as scary or important as we thought they were and it's beautiful to have that like recorded like written down somewhere to look back on because then you could pray you could thank God and you could ask him for the gifts to be able to to appreciate those moments more because more often than not we don't even recognize them or when they happen we just rejoice and we're just happy and we move on and we tend to forget that it was God who did it not people or not ourselves and we tend to not thank him so I think when it comes to surrendering it's accepting and thanksgiving so those are the two words that come to mind and I just think it very, it just ties very well with the whole idea of hope, um, so there's my challenge, there's my reflection on hope, I might build on that tomorrow, we'll see, it would be interesting to maybe talk about some other things as well, maybe dive into a verse or something, another little resource I'm just going to give you, throw this out there, is that there's the Saint Andrew Christmas Novena, um, You're supposed to say it 15 times a day from November 30th to December 24th. So it began yesterday. I only said it once yesterday. (laughs) Oops. Um, But it is a novena. It's a St. Andrew Christmas novena. Just look it up. And you're supposed to pray it 15 times a day. You're supposed to start it tomorrow, but technically you could start it today and just go until Christmas Day. There's no harm in that. Um, It's a really short novena, so I do think it's possible to say it 15 times a day. Maybe set an alarm or a reminder if you're going to do it. Um, It is really short. It fits on a little tiny prayer card, so you could find a prayer card out somewhere and print it out, or you could just download the prayer on your phone. Um, I even saw somewhere that this person for, so they would remember to pray the morning offering every day. They made their background, their phone wallpaper or their lock screen or whatever, um, the morning offering. So that way when they picked up their phone for thing in the morning, they didn't think about going on social media or replying to messages. But they decided that they were going to pray the morning offering before they did anything else so I actually had my background as that for a little while and I feel like I just kind of like didn't do it so that's something I want to implement hopefully this advent season and um yeah Christmas novena just throwing that out there there's just another little resource and then the quote for the day is going to come from Saint Therese of Lisieux I am probably going to be using a lot of her quotes because I'm pretty sure I've talked about this book before, but it's called The Path of Merciful Love, 99 Sayings by St. Therese of Lisieux. My mom got this for me. Well, actually, she got this at Half Price Books and then she kind of read through it. My dad kind of read through it and my dad just kind of was like, here, you know, and my mom was like, yeah, she can, she can have it. So, It's on my nightstand. It's something I just love picking up because St. Therese is just, I need to be more like St. Therese. I feel like I have a lot in common with her, especially younger Therese. You know, she was labeled as sensitive and scrupulous and all the things that I kind of been feeling recently (laughs) Um, or even been labeled as, and she was able to just embrace it and she turned to mama mary she she turned to god and she you know she asked for the grace to overcome these trials and to look at these trials with great love and um acceptance so Let me just read it. So, basically, I would say these devotionals won't be longer than 15 minutes a day. The only reason this one's, like, much longer is because I was just kind of sharing some introductory stuff, my purpose behind it, and um, kind of where I'll be taking it, and also some additional resources, as I was mentioning, Tori and Chad Masters, Um, and all the stuff, so, yeah, there's that, <laughs> here is one of the quotes that I actually read yesterday, and I think it's just great, because it's talking about how we can serve God, and just, like, do great things, so, I feel like it is kind of, it kind of applies to this, so, St. Therese says, if we still wish to attempt doing something great even under the pretext of zeal, good Jesus leaves us all alone. It suffices to humble oneself, to bear with one's imperfections. That is real sanctity. Basically, what she's saying is that sometimes there's times where God will want us. It's not like he's trying to like ab- like make himself less known to us. Sorry again that I got cut off, but basically she's just saying that if we, if we really want to show God that we desire to serve him, and if we want to do great things for the Lord, we have to humble ourselves. We have to trust in the Lord and try our very, very best and to embrace our imperfections because she says that is real sanctity. So, that's just my quote for the day. I could go on and say more, say more quotes because there are literally 91 in here. But it would be I thought it would be interesting maybe to share some St. Tres of Lisieux quotes throughout this little devotional series that I'm starting. Um I actually have this journal that I've been writing in during Advent. I started on um, Sunday, and it's actually St. Saint, Ther- saint Therese of Lisieux is on the front cover. Um, I got my, one of my good friends, um, a St. Edith Stein one, and I just think it's kind of, it's a fun, it's a fun journal. I really like it. And at the front of the journal, is from Amazon. Um, it has her feast day, what she's the patron saint of, and it has a little prayer to St. Therese. So I just think it's kind of fun to have that. Sometimes I just like looking back on that and saying the prayer before I start my daily reflection. And I write like one to two, maybe even three pages um, and just kind of offer up. I just pray for some intentions and I offer up certain things that I'm going to be doing throughout the day for certain people. I'm trying to like pick one to like three people a day that I'm going to be offering up certain things for. So like I've had a really hard time you know, getting school done recently, so what am I doing? I decided that it would be really cool to just be like, I am offering up my school and everything I do today for this person and for their intentions, or for these three people and for their intentions, or any something like that. So I think if you are struggling to get certain work done, because it's that time of year where you're like, man, Christmas is, is coming, like, break is coming, and you just want things to be done, like, I have a final I have next week, and I'm dreading, and our teacher still hasn't given us a study guide, so quite nervous about that, and 45, 40, I think it's 45% of my grade for this semester is that test, so that's quite scary, so please pray for me. Um, I'm just kind of like, you know, this is a theology class, so I'm like, come Holy Spirit, (laughs) you can do that with anything and everything, but when, when I find it, like, recently I decided that when I'm, when I'm finding it difficult, especially at the beginning of the day, to just get the task done, um, I'm trying to just, like, first start off by, like, journaling before I start my task, and then kind of, like, saying, okay, I don't want to do this task, but this person is in need of prayers, you know, maybe if I were to offer up, my work for this person and for their intentions or for this family or whatever, like, I could put more purpose into my work because sometimes I'm like, well, I'm not really seeing that much fruit in my work, so what's the point? That's why I feel like it it, it is important to just, like, give everything to God and it's so beautiful that God allows us to make sacrifices and to offer up certain things for people. Because sometimes we, in our busy lives, we find it difficult to, like, pray for everything and everyone. Um, So I think it is just a beautiful, simple form of just praying for someone, offering sacrifices for someone, you know, lifting someone's intentions up to, to God. So that's something that I've been trying to do. Just kind of another idea I'm throwing out there, if you are finding it difficult to push through the rest of the semester or just push through a difficult job whatever it may be just so that way maybe you have you feel like you have a little bit more purpose behind that and um another little thing that you can do is write jmj at the top of your page so if you are studying for finals or something and you're just really stressed out and you're like, man, like, I wish I could just, like, pray all day instead of studying because maybe that would benefit me more than studying, but I need to know ma- the material. You know, all that, all that, all those thoughts come. Write JMJ at the top of your page. Um, and that stands for Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And when you write that down, you can just say, JMJ, pray for me and pray for all students. And another awesome, there's two intercessors you could ask for prayers for because powerful saints, let's just say, and they both are associated with students and learning and maybe even test anxiety. So there's St. Joseph Cupertino. I did this like Saint of the Year generator um, on New Year's Eve, and I got St. Joseph Cupertino. And what's crazy, though, is my, like a few months later, I totally kind of totally forgot about him. But he's actually the patron saint of like students and those that have anxiety during test settings. And I had no idea; like, I totally forgot about him. And then my, one of my tutors was like, "Well, I only had one tutor, okay." But my tutor was like, "Hey, before you go and take this test, like maybe consider like praying to Saint Joseph Cupertino for his intercession." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, wow, thank you." And I like totally forgot about that. And then I realized, man. How cool is that that he was supposed to be my, you know, saint of the year that I kind of like, you know, would turn to for certain things um, for the those certain like intercessory prayers. And I was like, dang, like, that's awesome. That's really cool. So it all it all like worked out because I had like those two tests that I had to do and I was like freaking out and. Um, I was beating myself up afterwards for like months because I didn't do as well as I had hoped and all those things. So he's a great, just a really great, um, you know, intercessor. So you could ask for his prayers during final season or just whatever, whatever you got coming up. Um, and another really great saint and you probably know this is Saint Thomas of Aquinas. Um, he was just a very, very, very smart person. Oh, I've read some of his stuff, like Summa Theologica, but it's actually supposed to be called Summa Theologiae. That's the more. That's the actual term. Um, the actual Latin title, not Summa Theologica. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because it's supposed to stand for theological summary i don't know latin very well so just throwing that out there but anyways he's an amazing amazing writer of the church amazing saint um and he's the patron saint of students and maybe even writers i'm not sure i know saint ignatius of layola is he the patron saint of writers i think saint ignatius of layola is actually the patron saint of writers which is why there's ignatius press That's what it is. Okay. (laughs) Because I remember last year when I had to write a really crazy research paper for like a seven page research paper that was supposed to be like an argumentative essay. Was it an argumentative essay? No, it was a compare and contrast, but it was slightly argumentative. (laughs) I was supposed to be, I was supposed to not be biased, but you could kind of tell I had an opinion just because I was like really really just had like a lot to say about this topic and I was really passionate about it anyways um yeah I remember looking up who was the patron saint of writers and he was one of them so Saint Ignatius of Loyola if you got those papers or big projects and things coming up another great saint to ask for inter for their intercession so I'm just kind of throwing all these resources and prayers and ideas out there because I want to kind of create some sort of foundation for this little devotional series and I also want to help you guys because I I'm there too even though this school year is definitely not as crazy for me I'm very blessed that it's kind of like I'm reaching the finish line that I can take things a little bit easier and work on other areas of my life so I've been trying to work more on different areas of my life other than just education because For a really, really long time, I was just pouring out everything upon my education. Like, that was the only thing that mattered. But I'm starting to kind of realize that that's not what matters the most in life. And I'm starting to try to find balance. I'm starting to find that there's importance. There's important things elsewhere. I mean, there definitely is a great importance to your education like don't get me wrong like don't just flunk out of school but I think when the senioritis hits it's important to be gentle with yourself because you've made it so far already you can make it further you just have to really just find find ways that you can stay motivated and find ways that you can also have fun and be creative because I think that's one of the most important things about senior year is getting into schools. And after you get into school, is just really allowing yourself to grow as an individual and prepare for whatever else you have coming up in life um, and to mentally and physically prepare yourself for for the future, you know, whatever that may bring. So really just taking care of yourself, trying to create good, healthy routines um, develop good healthy habits like this is a good time to work on those things if you're in a similar situation to like as me so just kind of throwing those out there again I'm sorry that this is much longer than I had stated at the beginning that tends to happen when I'm excited about certain things but I just thought it'd be really fun to do something new and different and to reflect on some things today and share that with you guys to create something that kind of keeps me a little bit more committed. So on days where I'm finding it difficult to really just reach for my journal um, and write down all the thoughts, I can share something briefly with you guys that, you know, is is helpful and informative and hopefully inspiring um, and insightful. So if you have any topics or any questions or anything you want me to address, you know, feel free to let me know. Um, And I would be happy to talk about certain topics throughout Advent and really just help you guys just, you know, with resources and various different things to have a very fruitful Advent season. Anyways, take care. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode and stay tuned for next time.